Welcome to episode eight of Blessed by Brandy. And do you know what today is? It's my anniversary. Yes, today, June 5th, 2020, is Pray the Impossible's second anniversary. I cannot believe that my baby is two. I'm sitting back and just reflecting over these past two years and just how, you know, I say this testimony all the time. This was God's plan. This was not my plan. So that is what we are discussing today for episode eight, God's plan. So my question is, I want to ask you, what are the plans that you made for yourself? Are they aligned with God's plan for your life? Is God's plan changing you into the person he has called you to become? Some of you guys may be familiar with um, the scripture, Jeremiah 29 and 11, where it states, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you a hope and plans for a future. And honestly, pray the impossible was not something that I had planned. It wasn't something that I hoped for. It wasn't something that I even prayed for, but it was God's plan because God was using me to do something great. God was using me to inspire people. God was using me to encourage people. God was using me to be unique in the way that he's calling me to reach out to you all and for you guys to just see God in a new way. So here are some gems from my heart that I've learned over the past two years and um, which have definitely played a major impact and influence in my life to become Pray the Impossible, to become a spiritual friend advisor. So let's get into it. Listen, God will destroy your plans when they are out of his will. Listen, loud and clear is this thing on when you make plans for yourself. And that is not the plan that God has for you. That is not the plan that is going to bring God the glory. That plan doesn't even include God. He will destroy the entire plan. And then you will be sitting here confused, distraught, worried, depressed, sad, mad, everything. All of those emotions because you have placed so much emphasis on what you wanted to happen for your life. Because those plans that you made for yourself... I'm pretty sure they were just to benefit you. They weren't to benefit anybody else. So when God is saying, no, that's not what I have for you, I'm going to destroy the whole foundation. Another gem, God will take things from you to rebuild your foundation in him. This is another one. God will take, you know, situations, relationships, jobs, anything that you are placing before God, even your heart desires those things and those prayers that you want so much. When you put those things before God and you make those things an idol, God will take those things from you because sometimes God will pray. God will bless us. And then that blessing will, we will want, and we will focus on that blessing more than God. God is like, uh-uh, you know what? Let me take this relationship. Let me take this job. Let me take this car. Let me take all those things that you have placed an emphasis on that is a priority in your life. And God is like, I have to take those things away so that I can rebuild your foundation in me. So when I take those things from you, you have nothing else left to do but to start seeking God, but to start, you know, praying more, reading God's word, reading more devotional, surrounding yourself with people to help grow your faith. Uh, Let's see. God's plans go contrary to what you're believing him for. 
I don't know what y'all are believing God for, but I know what I was believing God for. And he was like, no, that's not, mm -mm, that's not what I have for you. I have prayed the impossible for you. Matter of fact, I have real talk of conversation from my heart to yours, a 30 day devotional for you. Matter of fact, I have heart to heart for you. Matter of fact, I have blessed by Brandy for you. Matter of fact, you're going to write another book, My Way or God's Will, The Choice is Yours. These are all of the things that God had in store for me. And these things go contrary to what I've been praying for and what I've been believing for. But God's plan is not about you. It's about other people. So if God is saying these plans are that I have for you so that you can tell people about me so that you can tell people how good I am. This is going to go contrary to what you what you're believing for, because I have a greater purpose for you. I have a bigger plan for your life than the prayers and the things that you want. God's plans may feel like a disaster. Listen, when you are sitting here like, God, what's going on? What's happening? I'm not understanding. This feels like a disaster. But I thought you said you have plans to give me a hope and plans to give me a future. God is like, yeah, I do. But even though it may feel like a disaster, that's because I have to tear down your complete foundation. I have to build you back up. I have to, um, you know, teach you new things. So yes, it may feel like a disaster because you're trying to hold on to the life and hold on to people and situations. And you're trying to hold on to your desires that don't align with God's will. So when God is separating you from those things, it's going to feel like a disaster. But trust me, in the end, you will see that what you thought felt like a disaster was actually working for your good. Uh, let's see. God's plans are to bring you into alignment with what he has for you. God had to tear my foundation down. God had to build me back up so that I can be in alignment with pray the impossible. Pray the impossible has opened so many doors. Pray the impossible has um, connected me with some amazing people. Pray the impossible is how I became a spiritual friend visor. Pray the impossible is how, you know, I started writing the books and writing more devotionals. You know, now I have the podcast, I have the IG show. So all of these things were and are in God's plan for my life, but he had to bring me into alignment with those things. So I had to start, you know, doing things God's way. I had to surrender my old thoughts, my old habits, the way I used to pray, the way I used to have faith. So God had to put me in alignment with what he had for me. Listen, God's plan is to get you to walk in your purpose. We all have a purpose. You know, your purpose may be to, you know, start your own company or maybe your purpose is to, you know, start volunteering or whatever your purpose may be. God wants you to walk in your purpose. So God's plan, whatever he has to use to get you into alignment, whatever he has to use to draw you closer to him. And sometimes that includes pain. Sometimes that includes a heartbreak. Sometimes that includes a setback, whatever it is. God is going to use that to get you to walk into your purpose. And what I've learned is through those dark days, through those dark times, and by you just spending time with God, that's how you will start to see your purpose. That's how you'll start to figure out what is my purpose and God will reveal it to you. And then ultimately you will start to walk into your purpose. Everything we've experienced, the pain, hurt, mistakes, setbacks, God will use according to his plan for his bigger purpose. 
Like I said earlier, there is a bigger purpose for your life. God's plan is big. God's plan is for you to give him the glory and for him to get the glory from your story, from your pain, from your mistakes, everything that has made you and into the person that you are at this current moment. All of those setbacks, everything has just been made so that you can see God's bigger picture for your life. There's a bigger purpose and God is going to use all of it because when you get to that place of walking in your purpose, when God's plan for your life and that season of your life comes into fruition, you're going to be able to tell people how the pain helped you, how those setbacks helped you, how you were able to get the wisdom from the heartbreak and the setbacks. So just remember, God is using all of your experiences for his bigger purpose. God's plan, nine times out of 10, you didn't ask for it. He gives it to you. And when I tell y'all, I did not ask for Pray the Impossible. (laughs) When I tell you, he gave it to me. And it was, and who knew all along that God was building me up for this exact moment. I remember when I came up with Pray the Impossible, I was reading a um, devotional and it said, prayer invades the impossible. And then one day I was just like, oh, pray the impossible. And pray the impossible, I didn't even see pray the impossible, um, I didn't even see that it would be what it is, right? I thought it was just praytheimpossible.com. I'm writing devotionals because I need to promote my book. So praytheimpossible.com would be the website that I use to promote real talk, a conversation from my heart to yours. I didn't know two years ago that I would have a podcast from this. I didn't know two years ago that I would host, you know, Instagram lives or that I would, you know, last year when I was able to, you know, be a vendor at different events, like I didn't see all of this and I didn't ask for any of it. That's, that's the, that's how good God is. God is so good that he gives you things even when you don't ask for it, because God knew that when I asked to be a vessel, this is how he was using me in a unique way to be a vessel for him. Um, that ties into this. God's plans are better than your plans. Listen, too many times we th- we have this picture in our mind and we think we're about to live our best life. We think that our plans are so great. But do you know your plans, even your greatest plan, com- doesn't even compare to even God's smallest plan for your life. God is still good. God is still great. And everything that he does is big. Everything that he does is for his glory just to be made, um, you know, manifested in your life. So your, your greatest plan has nothing compared to what God has for you. And God ultimately just wants you to, um, you know, just surrender so that you could thrive and do the things he called you to do because God's plans are going to blow your mind. And I promise you, I'll, and I'll give you an example. For me, Pray the Impossible, I just wanted to post similar to how I used to post on Facebook. So that was the vision I had. Like, you know what? I'll post, you know, different inspirations and different encouragement. Now to see what God has done for Pray the Impossible, I'm like, I had this little plan of just posting inspirations. And now I have a whole platform. I have a whole following. I have a whole legacy that I'm leaving behind. Like, yeah, Brandy, you was thinking too small. So just know your plans are not better than God's plans. Um, Let's see. God's plan is to impact the world through you. Listen, 
you were here, you are here, and you were created to do big things. God is using you to impact the world. Pray the impossible is impacting the world. I may not be able to impact, you know, millions and millions of people, but I am impacting lives one conversation at a time. And one conversation at a time will then lead to me impacting the world. So just know that God's plan is to impact the world through you. There is a book you are supposed to write. There is an organization you're supposed to start. There's a movement that you're supposed to start. Whatever it is that you are supposed to start, God is going to impact the world through you. God's plan is to make you more like him. We have bad attitudes. We think negative thoughts. We're not really believing God. We're doubting. We're worrying. We're living in fear. Those things are not from God. Those things are not God. So God wants to make you more like him. He wants you to have faith and trust in him and have confidence in his word that what he said he's going to do, he's going to do and he's going to bring it to pass. So whatever you're experiencing, whether you feel like, you know, it's a, it's a difficulty, it's a challenge, it's a trial, it's a tribulation. All of those things God is putting you through is because he's testing your faith. He's trying to have you persevere. He's trying to grow your patience. These are all of the characteristics of God. So basically, God's plan is to make you more like him. God's plan is to change, is to change your thinking, your vision, your prayer life, and your faith. God wants to change you. He wants to transform you. He wants to make you new. He wants you to look back like how I am right now, looking back two years later, when I said pray the impossible, I really didn't know what that meant. But now I'm learning how to pray the impossible. Matter of fact, I am praying the impossible. So God has to change me from having little faith to having pray the impossible faith where I'm believing that God is going to do signs, miracle wonders in my life. I'm believing God for the supernatural. I'm believing God for the impossible. Like I don't want any more little, little prayers answered, like where I could possibly answer them on my own. I want God to show up in such a way where I'm like, that was a pray the impossible prayer. Like I want to stand in awe of God. I just want to stand like with my mouth, my jaw hitting the ground. Like God, you did that. Like, God, that was you. So God wants to change you in such a way where your thinking has changed, your prayer life has changed, your vision has changed. God is telling you bigger. We are so small-minded, God is saying bigger. Last but not least, God's plan is for you to give him glory and for him to get the glory from your situation. Those tears you cried, that heartache you had, um... You know, the disappointments, the worry, the doubt, um, you know, the, the heartache from friends and family and situation, whatever it is, whatever your current situation is, God wants you to give him glory. Like he wants you to sit down, reflect, spend time with him and say, God, that was you. God, it was you. And when you tell your story to other people, God wants you to tell people it was nobody but God. That's how you that's how you glorify God. When you include God in everything and you tell people that it was nobody but God, like where you can't take the credit, that's what God wants you to do. That's how he's getting the glory. So pray the impossible. When I say this was not my plan, that was God, I'm giving God the glory because I'm telling people pray the impossible was God. 
the books are God. Everything that I'm doing for Pray the Impossible, that those are all ideas that God has given me, whether directly or if he sent people my way to help me on this path where he sent people to give me the ideas and I've been able to execute it, it was nobody but God. So my entire story, my entire situation, God has truly gotten the glory from it. So just know God's plan, God's plan will never look like your plan. Your plan can never match up to what God has in store for you. So I pray that these gems that I've learned and that I'm still learning, because I know that there's going to be more, but for the past two years, this has been the foundation of my life where I've been able to get wisdom and knowledge and deeper understanding and deeper revelation and just more, you know, insight and experience. Like this has all been God's plan for my life so that I can help you so that I can bless you with the blessings that God has given me. So I hope that these gems have touched you. I am excited about who I am um, honoring on today for my Pray the Impossible segment. So stay tuned. And we're back. And today, on my two-year anniversary of Pray the Impossible, I am highlighting my sorority sister. Shout out to Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, my sister friend. But above that, my publisher, Tony. She is the CEO and founder of BFF Publishing House. This is the woman who God used to... Um, be a part of his plan for my life to publish not only Real Talk, A Conversation From My Heart to Yours, a 30-day devotional, but My Way or God's Will, The Choice is Yours, which was the number one in new releases when I released this book. So let's get into her story. So welcome, Tony, to Blessed by Brandy. You already know I'm so excited and so happy to have you on this episode um, for two reasons. One, it's Pray the Impossible's two-year anniversary and the topic for... T- yes, girl, wow. right? <laughs> and um, today's topic wow. is God's plan. And you know, you and I, we go back, but especially with this process two years ago where we always said this was God's plan. So... I couldn't have had anybody yeah. else come on and, you know, just share their story because we were both in each other's um, plans for God to use both of us, whether we knew it or not. Like that was always God's right. plan. So welcome. And, um, right. you know, just share your story. Well, first, thank you so much for inviting me. This is just a pleasure. I mean, to really be there from day one, like you said, um, we, that initial conversation we had about your book and you stepping out on faith and to see where you are now, like larger than life. And I just love how you are allowing God to use you. And I am just a stand Aww. for everything that you're doing. I get my newsletters with my little daily devotionals. I'm following you on social media. And so um, it's just really refreshing to see you stay Mm -hmm. committed to Mm. your conviction because conviction is not easy, right? And so for you to say, oh, two years ago, I'm like, what? Wait, it's been two two years already? Wow, that's crazy. So, um. You know, I just wanted to first give you your flowers and thank you again for allowing me to be a part of this platform. And so, 
Yes. And so a little bit about me is right. (laughs) Where do I start? God's plan. So I'll start there. Let's start there. Um, I, you know, I just had no idea that I would be the woman that I am. And I'm still learning a lot about this woman. She is very much demanding Mm. of me (laughs) to step up and to pursue the things that God has, you know, put placed in my heart. So um, a few years ago, I authored, well, not a few, eight years ago, I always can tell by the age of my daughter, eight years ago, I wrote my first book and then I wrote Mm -hmm. another book and then a few years later, I wrote another book all under um, Jet Visits Delta Land is the name of the series. And um, the third book, I wanted to be written, illustrated, and published by members of Delta. And that was a bit, <laughs> um, <laughs> was a bit of a big dream for me. So um, I saw it through. And it's a long story, but the the main point is that I ended up becoming a publisher just yes! to that dream. Come on. And in doing so. <laughs> and in doing so, my plan was to become a publisher, publish my book, and then I don't know mm-hmm. what would happen next. God's plan was for me to publish other people. And so he blessed me with a mentor. And um, with really phenomenal authors who have really great, inspiring stories. And so today I am, um, I'm really excited about what God is doing in my life. And I have the opportunity to Mm -hmm. um, be used again. And I say that because I started an initiative. I started an initiative, um, I think it was like, in March, perhaps. And my plan, which I talked to you about it previously, was to publish 100 Black American children, age 6 to 17, at no cost to them. It would be a four-week course. Um, we have workbooks. We have ebooks and e-courses available to them so that, you know, they can tell their story and learn and we can increase literacy rates. We can stand in the gaps of Black authorship and um think mm, COVID struck right so I paused the initiative like oh my goodness what am I gonna do I want to be right. sensitive to the times I don't want to ask people to help me raise money for this initiative so I just kind of let it sit there and I waddled and I was sad and I was like oh you know I put myself out mm-hmm. there look what happened COVID happened to me, right? not, you know, realizing right. it happened to everybody. We were all uprooted from that. And so I took a moment and God sends angels like he always does. And he sent people to pour into me and encourage me to say, hey, Come money on. is still being Come made. <laughs> My child, people are still looking for worthy cause causes to actually invest in. And so I still was like, okay, let me just pick myself up and make it happen. And then the most phenomenal thing happened. Um, Of course, we are in the middle of Mm -hmm. social injustice, left and right, police brutality, policemen snatching lives, literally. And it just like God dropped it in my spirit to just change Mm. the initiative's theme. And so... 
like clear as day I was like I want to do something where I can provide a platform for children to be able to write about this because as adults we can go out and protest and we're praying and we're planning and mobilizing but children what is where Mm -hmm. where's their outlet you know so I was like, it would be phenomenal for me to just change the theme of this initiative. So now that our kids can tell their stories and they can they can use poems and they can use short stories or essays and they can talk about what it feels like to live in this time to watch somebody, you know, um, get beat up brutally or even lose their life because of the color of their skin. And so that's what the stories will now be about. And Come I'm on. Like, Praise God. Thank you, God. Because my plan, my plan was just like, oh, well, I'm going <laughs> to let them write about um, right. entrepreneurship and they'll write about <laughs> agriculture, which all those things are valid. But now mm, this is so much more chills, impact, girl. I'm over here like, woo, <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just thinking back, I just have to give God the glory because I was really like torn up about it. Like, oh, my dreams are shattered. Like, how am I going to raise this money? I already have kids signed right. up for the program. And then now that it's more relevant, I think that it's just. But that's how God stronger. works, right? Like we start to come up with this plan where we think it's going to look one way. And even though COVID happened, which was quote, quote, a setback in what you thought was supposed to happen. God already knew this was going to happen where he would give you the, the platform and the program for it to be more meaningful for, you know, because these kids are now living in history. Right. And so now God is like, how can I get my glory to be magnified in a different way like yes, yes your plan was good but god's plan was better he's like eh, we're gonna do it this way hello a <laughs> much <laughs> a million times better brandy and it's like always like that um it's like the image and i hate to even say it but it's hilarious to say it but it's like the white jesus yep. on his knee with the big teddy bear behind his back and then a little small teddy bear he's asking the little girl to give it to him because he has something bigger so I just come on black Jesus. black Jesus yep. the same thing <laughs> and I just imagine my black Jesus doing the same thing like come on Tony just give me this initiative that you mm. think is falling apart pray about it sat down sat down somewhere <laughs> and I'm going to show you how I move I'm going to show you what can really happen that is so, awesome yeah. so I want to touch on the part about the fact that you know you became your own um publishing company and BFF publishing house yeah and so you just wanted yeah. to and and it's funny so this is how Tony and I are being tied in together into God's plan because you said I only want to publish children's books and then here I yeah, come sliding I in your DM like, hey, sis. <laughs> <laughs> so how did that moment yep, change right. for you where you were like, oh, okay, God, this is your plan for my life or what I should be doing in this season with BFF Publishing House? Man, it totally like took me by surprise because again, I don't, I just have this knack for children like children mm-hmm. that's my ministry naturally I just gravitate to children I'll talk to them I mentor them I love kids I know they're <laughs> easier to deal with okay. than adults. 
<laughs> and um, so when you came to me, it just, I just was like, you know what? How can I deny that? Like, why would I say no? Mm-hmm. I already, I knew you and you wanted mm-hmm. to write a devotional. Like, absolutely. And I, it, it was a challenge for me because I had only written and published mm-hmm. my own children book. So now that I had an opportunity to learn and grow, and that's what that season was for me. And it was a lot growing. And um, (laughs) I had to learn formatting. I had to really amp up my editing skills, which now, praise God, I have. Yes, come on, God. I don't have to do the one thing I did not like to do. (laughs) And my least favorite part of my job was editing um but it was beautiful because the devotions I always say this and I've said this on another interview between us that my authors bless me first because I get to read the manuscripts before anybody else right before it's introduced to the world and so it was so many of your devotionals that just spoke to my spirit in the right day and on the right in the right time when I needed that message and I was just like this is what you're doing, God, because if I feel this way from mm. reading Brandy's book, I know that the world will be blessed by this. And so after you, they just started coming in. And next thing I know, it's an autobiography, <laughs> right. children's book. It's, uh, it's all these different things. And I'm like, okay, wow, this is new. I never thought I was going to be a publisher. Not in Right. And just to see that manifest. And it's like, God, all I wanted to do was just publish my children's book. <laughs> that was it. Like I was good BFF publishing yeah. house. We've got Jets, um, you know, Jets, uh, Delta Adventureland. We have all of those books, but mm-hmm. God, I wasn't checking for all these other books. <laughs> like, was, I wasn't, was not. But that's because all. you and your obedience to just answering, or I'll say responding back to the DM or being open. Right. And, and for me to be yeah. your first client, and it was just so timely. Mm-hmm. It was so a part of God's plan where now God was able to open up more doors because you were obedient and said yes. And you you didn't have to say, because I, yes. just, I just DM'd you like, hey, sis, so um, I know you published a book. So who did you work with? And you started to share that. But then you said something clicked <laughs> and was like, oh, by the way, I just started my own publishing company. Here's some information if you like. And we've been yeah. just yeah. doing great things and rocking, rocking and, and doing rolling. things like yeah. that. So how <laughs> else do you feel like God's plan has impacted or influenced your life recently? Well, that's that's the most recent thing okay. right there, the initiative. I mean, God is God is full of surprises and sometimes they make you very uncomfortable and it's not always a pleasant surprise initially mm-hmm. when you see something, but when you let him do his work and in due time, once he reveals to you, you're like, okay, this all mm-hmm. makes sense. Like I couldn't have thought of a better thing for a time like this. I couldn't imagine a, that we would be in a time where we're being attacked by viruses and policemen and it's just so bizarre it's like this is really happening I have to take that in all the time like I mm-hmm. literally have to put a mask on in gloves to go do anything right. outside this house and I it's just like whoa but in the middle of all that God has us he's keeping us still 
and um with the police brutality right now and just the climate of injustice it's just like mm-hmm. it's overwhelming for a lot of people right now and people are infuriated like they are out there mm. burning cities down and I get it and I understand what pain this is what pain yeah. and anger does and we as a people need healing and so I just think that you know our kids especially because mm-hmm. they are our future and so perhaps they will be one of them will be the right. next leader for sure and so them seeing this and being able to document this and have this a part of like a time capsule to say that I wrote this because this is what I saw when I was eight years old, when I was 12 Mm -hmm. years old, you know? And so that's just, you know, that's the mark that Mm. I want to leave. And I I appreciate the vision and I appreciate being an activist. That's Mm. what I always wanted to be. I wanted to be able to say, Oh no, baby! Wow. I was there. Oh, let me my sit my little grandkids down and say, "Oh, this is what happened in the year 2020, and this is the product, and this is how I advocated for my culture, and right?" My people. So that's a, I always wanted to do it, but God's plan, I right, I right, right, way, and you know, and God so. is doing, and that's <laughs> what I love about God is that He does things in a new way, like He can't do the same things yeah. like i mentioned earlier y'all we are part of delta sigma theta sorority incorporated right founded 1913 yes, so what god yes, was doing, so what god <laughs> was doing for them back in 1913 you know we know they was marching they was processed they were doing all those types of things and how god is using yeah. you to still protest and still you know stand up for the injustice he's doing yeah. it in a new way and that's what's so awesome about god is yeah. As the times continue to change, God is still the same, but He's just using different techniques to reach a new to reach a That's new right. generation, and which I love. So, what would you tell the kids about God's plan for their life? Because right now, you know, we're telling them they can be anything. So, what advice would you share with them? Right. Um, you know, who's about to you know write books about the time and what's going on right now? What would you tell yeah. them about God's plan? That's an amazing question. And I'll even tell my own child um, is to keep an open heart and an open mind because Mm. hate is out there and evil is lurking. And I don't want our kids to become Mm. the enemy that we are trying to destroy because it's so easy to just see people being hateful and evil and, you know, the, the racism and um, instead of re- responding to it in a manner that is not you right. know, becoming as a Christian, we have to really take a step back and allow God to fight our battles. Now, I'm not saying right. that we do nothing. I'm just saying that we use love. Um, we, use, we just combat mm. hate with love. And the battles the bigger battles we allow God to fight for us because this is not just this mm. is spiritual warfare. Come that, on, sis. That is a hate and <laughs> the hate that lurks in some of um, white Americans and other people that are outwardly just mm. killing us and doing all these things and just to us. That's Come a on. heart issue, you know? So these people don't know God. They don't know love and Yes, they have for 
years, centuries, they have oppressed us. They have put us in a position where we are powerless mm-hmm. and they are powerful as far as um, just the the legal system, the opportunities in the workforce, education, in every fabric of our lives, they have tried to oppress right. us. We know that. We get it. We've seen it. We read the books about it. We are living it right now. But what it really will take is for us to heal ourselves. I was on the phone with one of my friends earlier. And when she was saying it to me, I was kind of like, right. I don't know, sis. But it, I thought about it and I was like, she's right. She said that you can't expect to be healed from the very mm. person that hurt you. Now, it sometimes happens. It sometimes happens. Someone does you wrong and they come around and they apologize and they want to make it right but there's so many times where you don't get that apology you don't get that healing from that person and it's kind of like forgiveness it's not for them it's for us and so that's where I think it started and that's what I would want to teach our kids is that no matter what we got to figure out how to heal ourselves and take care of ourselves Mm. first before we do anything else like it starts with us and it's hard and we can't do it alone we need God we have to lean on God because even in our strongest moments we can become weak we can become triggered by something somebody turn around Mm -hmm. and call us an n-word or anything you know what I mean and being triggered just simply by turning on the news and watching someone lose their life um so I think it starts there and just really building up the courage in our kids to take a stance and um, making sure that they know that they're mm-hmm. not in it alone. God has our back. He's always been with us, no matter what. Right. This is biblical times. This is way back, way, way, way back. It's always been a battle. It's a classic battle of good versus evil. And it's just that a lot of people have evil in their hearts. But a lot of people have love in their hearts. A lot of white people have love in their hearts. And so we have to we have to be led by God because when we get Mm -hmm. in our fickle feelings, we can make some decisions based on, oh, I feel like this right now. I'm outraged. I'm angry. And we can kind of distance ourselves away from God from some of our actions. So we Mm -hmm. just have to be there. And you know what image came to mind when you were talking about how you would teach the kids about love? And for you to just even bring up, like, it goes way back to, like, the slave ships. Like, these white police officers and, these, you know, everything, if you think about it, nobody taught them this when they were younger. When they were younger, their grandparents were probably in the KKK and all types of stuff, and they were teaching them black isn't good, black is ugly. You know what I mean? So it's like, for you to say we have to teach our kids in this generation about love, you are so right where that's where it starts because all this hate, they weren't taught love. They weren't taught this at, you know, six yeah. and five and, you know, those those young yeah. ages. So I love how you just, you know, touched on that um, because it de- as soon as you were saying it, like I had this vision like in my head, like, wow, like that was so deep. So what would you tell yeah. Tony? I'd say about a good <laughs> two, three years ago when you said, you know what, my plan is to just publish my book. What would you tell the Tony back then about who you are now? <laughs> Man, that's 
what would I tell Tony? I would tell Tony, pray a lot more, girl. Get a closer ear to God so you can hear him clearly. And so maybe certain things won't mm. take you off guard. So yes. <laughs> you won't be looking crazy sometimes. So um, that I would absolutely tell myself to get closer to God. Uh, and I've learned that now I'm still learning that like what does that look like people say get closer Mm -hmm. to God pray journal talk to God it's so many different ways and you think that oh with 24 hours in a day it's nothing go ahead and take time out for God but no it is it takes effort it's like you have to be very intentional with your Mm -hmm. relationship with God yes I read my devotional every day yes I talk to God but sometimes I also just need to Mm. listen for God and be still and wait for God I fast a lot more now um I just did my girl how was that how wait how many days did you do it for (laughs) three days I only did three and I hope so I'm dating someone Woo. that did seven days and I pray that he never right don't send him the link sis he don't thinks that I did link. four <laughs> I know <laughs> He thinks that I did four days because he, okay. he's done it before. He's like, oh, no, I do seven days. And I was like, well, I don't want to lose weight. Like, that was my main thing. It's really hard for me to maintain weight and and to okay. um, gain weight. So I was like, I don't want to lose weight. So I don't want to go a whole lot of days without eating. But I said, I'm going to join you on your, on your third okay. day. So I'll do the last four with you. And so, no, actually, I said, I'm going to join you on your fifth day. I don't remember. Anyway, initially, it was supposed to only supposed to be three days for me, but he miscalculated it. And so he was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I don't come off my fast till Sunday. So that added a day. So one of them days I got super weak because, of course, the enemy showed up in a form of pizza. And um, (laughs) breadsticks. And And you was like, it's my heart. (laughs) I was like, I'm only supposed, I only committed to three days anyway, right. so I could just take this one day. But I felt bad about oh. it, but I came back. I right. all will fall, but I came, I got backed up, and I finished out my yes. original three days. But unfortunately, he thinks I did four, <laughs> but really I only did three. And it is like an experience I've never had before. So you have to really, before you start a water fast, you have to make sure you are building your system Mm -hmm. up with nutrients. So you're eating fruit, vegetables, and you're preparing your body um, to store good things up in it because you're not going to be eating. And the first day was like, oh, okay, it's okay. Like I got a little growl at the Mm -hmm. end of the day in my stomach. And I was like, yeah. I made it, but that second day, sis, the second day will take you out. The second day where you have not right a whole twenty four hours, like, look, I'm hungry. (laughs) I'm so hungry, and so I think I ate the third day. I ate on the third day, and then I finished the whole fourth day without eating. But it was great. Um, when I got hungry, I just prayed. I did a new devotional. And I just talked to God and it was, it was like Mm. a pleasure being able to, to say, you know, I'm turning my food down. I'm focusing on my relationship with God and, um, I'll do it again. And this time I won't commit myself, whatever I say, I'm going to really do it. (laughs) 
but yeah so that's what I would tell myself to start implementing things like that then and not wait until now um but you know we are all evolving each day and so I'm Mm -hmm. like better late than never you know so I feel I still feel good about it but I'm like man imagine how powerful I could be in the Lord had I been doing a lot of things that I'm doing now in my 20s right I mean and like you said it's a learning process we're still learning and growing each and every day (laughs) and the awesome thing about because I fast frequently myself and so what I love about fasting is that when you fast, God reveals his plan to you. He'll give you ideas. He'll give you yeah. visions. He'll speak yeah. to you. And you'll be like, I, where did that idea even come from? Like, so there's been times I've been in here That's and right. on a Saturday, I'm like writing so many devotionals for the week. I'm like, where all this came from? Yeah. You know, or yeah. God will just give me like a new idea. So that is so important. So I love that, you know, you're doing that and that you were able to just share that with your old self. And, you know, because I know you have great, look, yeah. y'all, she done been on TED Talks, okay? She done been on main stages, <laughs> okay? This woman is phenomenal, and I'm so thankful that we are yeah, connected. I mean, we always thank knew you. each other when you was living up this way, Um but we yeah. got closer, you know, within these past two years. And I'm so thankful that, you know, God used you um, in both real talk and my way or God's will. So, you know, it was definitely amazing. And I love like just our relationship because we are connected. So that's how God works. When you God yes. will send people in your life who he sends for his plan and his higher purpose. And we were both able to just impact so many people just from having our very first um IG live like this girl I went to high school with who her and I weren't even like that cool watch the live and you published her (laughs) like yes so God from our obedience and just being connected that this was his plan to do great things so um is there anything that you would like to just share with the listener any like words of encouragement or just words of wisdom any gems from your heart you just want to like encourage people with yeah absolutely I do um I because of the climbing of the times I just felt compelled yesterday to watch some document well actually I just watched speeches from like the 1960s from civil rights leaders and things like that while I was working I just played it on YouTube and it was um Huey P. Newton and he was on I don't remember some show back in the day and it was Martin Luther King's birthday and it was a panel of guests of black men celebrating Martin Luther King and talking about you know just the climate of that time And one person said that what you do most Mm. is what you do best. And that was really like profound for me. And I made a note of it to myself and put it on my phone so I can see it because that's true. So I would encourage everyone, including myself, to take inventory of how we're spending our time. Because if we are on social media most of our time, then we are really good at getting on social media. However, if we are good (laughs) at writing taking time out to to pursue a goal to accomplish something that we've been saying that we were going to do like working towards the things that will show us a great improved life in five years from now like if we just do something right now today imagine 
your five yourself from now thanking you for taking that step for being committed to whatever task it was so um I would I would just tell everybody listening that look at yourself and look at how you're spending your time and notice that thing that you're doing the most because that's what you're best at and so if you want to live a fulfilled life and really see a difference in your financial life or in your spiritual life five three ten years from now Mm. it starts today and so that's I love that I'm taking that gem for myself yes yes I'm I'm (laughs) taking it and I will continue to I will start to apply that to my life as well so I thank you Tony I love you so much um thank you for just being open (laughs) I love you Girl, I love you talking about a TED Talk. I ain't no best-selling author, though. I have best-selling authors underneath my company, and I am not a best-seller yet. I need to do that for myself. I got to implement my plan for my... Right, right. what I'm talking about right now. Listen. <laughs> what I do best Listen, is what hello. I do most. And, But that was all God's plan. He knew that you would be the platform and the right. vessel and the person to know how to make best-selling authors and sis you are you are doing it you are doing it so if I'm a bestseller you're a bestseller okay because without BFF publishing thank house, you now I'm proud I wouldn't be a bestseller girl I okay. felt like I was a bestseller Hello? when you got the news I, I feel I took that okay. control we yes. sharing that I'm like yes she yes. did it she did exactly did you it. already know because remember we were trying to do that with the first book and God was like no that wasn't my plan yep. oh come on now hold yep. on Hello. Hello. God was like, no, that's not the book that's the bestseller. And I didn't even have this other book in mind. But God was like, no, this is the bestseller. And we ain't even know that. Yep. We did not know it. I didn't even know how what it took to do. I had to, it took me literally two years to figure out like what's happening, how does this happen, and positioning my my authors to be successful so you know something you just gotta work for you just gotta work you ain't just gonna show up Listen. all the time and that's it you gotta i say that put in the so, word um, okay if it don't <laughs> if it come easy i don't want it because god it ain't that ain't from god all the time if it comes that easy like right, it's not gonna right. last it won't you won't maintain it and yeah. you won't sustain it so mm, i put i put i want to tell people i yeah. put work in I didn't wake up one day and was a bestseller. Yes, you did. Was working. The work started with writing the book, going through the experiences, right. you know, surrendering. That's, that's mm-hmm. where the real work was, you know, put into place. So I, I thank you. Oh, girl, no problem, man. It's been my pleasure. And I do. I'll do it. Yes. Again and again. So let everybody know <laughs> how can they um, follow you? How can they reach you? Absolutely. So I am at Tony Mutcherson, that's T-O-N-I-M-U-T-C-H-E-R-S-O-N on Facebook and Instagram. My company is BFF Publishing House and the acronym stands for Books for the Future. And then it could be leaders, doctors, lawyers, again, because I feel like the ministry for me is for children. Um and then I'm also available at BFF Publishing House on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all those things. But um, definitely check out the site BFFPublishingHouse.com because that's where you'll find information about the initiative. If you know kids ages 6 to 17 um, that would be interested in 
publishing a story about what's happening right now, please visit the site. It's free of charge. We're going to give them all the resources that we have. Like I said before, e-courses, workbooks, um, everything uh, to help them become stronger writers. And then at the end, my goal and pray with me, Brandy, is to make I'm them already we naming it and too. claiming it. They already so, been selling authors. Name it, claim it. But you know, I'm gonna yeah. put that on the good prayer list for you, yeah. sis. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna happen. Imagine an eight-year-old. My daughter's probably and that's and that's okay because you know what? what? She's gonna definitely what God be a part said, of God it. will yes. bless the generations <laughs> and the generations to come after you. So you were just the seed, and that's the fruit of your womb, sis. So that that seed, that food is black. Girl, I, I love it. I'm here for it. I'm what? Eight years old, published Come on. and a bestseller Woo! and an award winning author. Yes. I'm doing it all. Yes. Wait, girl. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I can't wait. I feel so it's just an honor to be able to even have a vision. Like God's that, plan. You know? So God's plan. I feel that. God's, God's plan. God's plan, girl. <laughs> Thank you, Brandy. And thank you for following through with everything that God has put oh for you in your thank life. you I, I at this point I have no choice because the way people keep saying keep going keep going I'm like all right God yeah I gotta feed the people I gotta reach the people get the people what, the they, people want. what they want okay so I mean <laughs> at this point like I can't even go back I can't even say I don't want to do this no more like people will be like houseway like <laughs> it would be like that's not even who you, if you say no, like that's just not even in my yeah. DNA anymore. That's not even in my yeah. identity. So there you have it. I hope and I pray that these gems that were dropped in regards to God's plan, I hope that it has impacted you. I hope that it has, you know, placed something in your heart to just know that God's plan is what's best for you. So you know how we do time to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for another opportunity to be here on this platform that you have given me. I thank you for two wonderful years that you have blessed me with according to your plan for Pray the Impossible. God, I pray that everyone who is listening to this episode, Father God, I pray that you just touch their minds, touch their hearts, and touch their spirits, Father God, and get it into alignment to know that your plan is what's best for their life. Father God, I know that we make plans for our our lives where we do not include you. But Father God, open up their minds, illuminate their minds, open up their eyes so that they can see that God, you know what? What you have is what's best for me. What you have is going to make me thrive. What you have is going to bless me. What you have is going to favor me. So Father God, whatever it is that's been blocking them from surrendering, blocking them from being obedient, blocking them from just saying, you know what, God, not my will, but your will be done. Remove it right now in the name of Jesus, Father God, so that they can fulfill the plan that you have for their life so that they can see your full manifestation so that they can understand that what you have for them father god can't even compare to their smallest or their grandest thought for their life father god you are leading us to a place of hope you are leading us to a place of future not to give us the uh, not for us to feel disaster or to feel like you know we are failing but god you are using everything because everything works for your good so everything that we've experienced Every mistake, every setback, every time we fell, Father God, you are still able to use that and work it into the plan that you have for our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God blesses us so that we can be a blessing to others, and you have just been blessed by Brandy.